I really just want somebody who's going to aggressively fight for me in court. Is that too much to ask? Filing an eviction should not be complicated. There's got to be an easier way. Nothing frustrates me more than having to wait for my attorney to call me back. I need them now. What I really need from my law firm is someone who can provide my staff training so we actually can stay out of trouble. When you have property management problems, we have your solutions. This is the Zona Law Group podcast with the experienced attorneys from Zona Law. Well, welcome welcome to another episode of the Zona Law Group podcast. I'm grateful to have back Scott Balua, attorney here at the law firm. How are you doing today, Scott? Doing well. Thank you for having me back. Oh, it's good to have you back. Uh, you know, we're actually going to kind of talk about something really interesting today. I don't want to use the word fun or like like that we we love these situations, um, but they are the more interesting situations, and those are that of the immediate notice or the non-curable breach where uh, someone just has to leave. There's no way they can cure it. Right. Yeah. Those are the ones that uh, usually have a, a much higher emotional component associated with right. them. It has a much more direct and, and and quick impact on the tenants that have been affected by it. Right. So if we go through maybe a non-payment of rent, it's the five-day notice. It's kind of just goes through its timing. But this immediate is all hands on deck. Get the attorney, file it in court immediately, get the process server, get this guy served, whether in jail or at his, at his place, and let's get into court right away. These are some of the most stressful circumstances that a property manager is going to have to deal with, where the, there's sometimes police involvement, there's people that have been injured, there's threats of uh, safety and health to the rest of the community. So we are there 100% to respond to those uh, immediately once something like this happens. And what I love about the Zona Law Group is, is there's so many attorneys that there is no reason that someone can't get help just right away in these situations because that's really when you need your attorney. Absolutely, and that we're on the spot the second that uh, something somebody calls and there's been police activity, there's been gunshots, there's been something else that's happened, then we're there for them. So how often are you dealing with a situation that requires an immediate notice? Uh, oddly enough, uh, you know, you would think that it'd be something that very rarely happens, but on any given week, there's at least three or four immediate determinations that we'll end up uh, having to appear in court on. Um, and those are ones that uh, made it all the way to court. Sometimes you serve an immediate termination notice and the person leaves. So I can only imagine that the number of notices is probably double the amount that we actually see in court. So in the last week, you said three or four. What are some of the situations, though, that you deal with um, that, that cause this to happen? I would say one of the most um, the most frequent ones are dog bites. Uh, usually there's an unrestrained or unleashed animal that's being let loose. That animal ends up injuring someone else. Actually, when I first started doing this type of work, uh, it, it was a, actually a very sad case where it was an eight-year-old girl that had been uh, bitten by this other dog. Once you as a property manager know that this type of activity has taken place, you have a duty to do something about it because if that dog goes on and creates further injury to other people in the community, then there's a liability that comes back on right. the community for not right. taking action. And, you know, it, it is sometimes very emotional and people don't want to, you know, forfeit their pets. But part of that process is, okay, well, you have to either sign off on something saying you're removing the animal permanently from from the community, um, and if the animal's caught back on the property, then you are uh, stipulating to being evicted from the property, um, or we just move forward with the immediate termination notice and then let the let the judge decide. I think that is so important because there are certain actions that happen where managers 
they don't have a choice because of the liability that comes the second time that that happens, right? Right, and and oftentimes they'll try to if they feel bad for the for the tenants, they'll say, "Well, is there something else that we can do? Can we, you know, just require them to have the animal on a leash every time?" I'm like, well, you already had that requirement; they right. already breached that agreement, and they've caused injury, and there's no way around it. You have to do something about it. Right. So these are not these are not fun situations. No one yeah. wants to evict, you know, especially in something like a dog bite where someone's paying their rent, they're overall probably a great, you know, resident there and you end up feeling sorry for them. But unfortunately, because of law. Right. right? In, in most of these circumstances, that, yeah, there's, right. it's, it's not something that was intentional. Uh, you know, right. there are some immediates that, of course, we do at, at the, the, are a result of criminal activity or a result of an intentional act. But some of it was just simply negligence or just an accident. Right. So some of the, um, you know, as a private investigator myself, I always get people ask me, oh, tell me, what, what, what are you doing? What are the best things that, you know, they think I'm like Tom Selleck jumping out of helicopters in the right. 80s and getting fistfights every day. And it's just not kind of like that. But tell me some of the immediates that you've been involved with that, that I imagine it's criminal activity on the property. It's a gunshot. It's something where it's just, it's just, there's no questions to be asked. It just has to, you have to go now. Correct. And it, so one of the circumstances that uh, I've had happen before is uh, that uh, um, the tenant had uh, a weapon that he was cleaning and uh, didn't wasn't aware, apparently, that there was a bullet in the chamber. Well, the gun ended up going off, and nobody, fortunately, got injured. But the fact that somebody did something that was grossly negligent that could have caused to, uh, the loss of life, that could have caused severe pro- uh, bodily injury... That was enough to support being able to move forward with an immediate. You can't have somebody in the community, and again, once the property manager knows that there's some type of liability that exists there, it is uh, incumbent upon them to take action, to do something about it. And usually that's the, the immediate termination notice. Um, it could also extend into more mundane things as well. Uh, criminal activity can be interpreted very broadly because it could also include uh, the use of marijuana on the property. That's also a frequent, uh, frequent cause for immediate termination notices. Uh, most landlords will have a crime-free, drug-free addendum that specifically outlines that if there's any drug activity on the property, then you're subject to an immediate termination. And oftentimes there's this misconception that uh, if you uh, have a medical marijuana card, well, that doesn't do anything to change your contractual obligations. And under federal law, it's, it's still illegal. So if I am a manager and I know that you are smoking your medical marijuana and, you know, in the state of Arizona, somehow you think you're legal, but federally you're not, and I let that slide and I don't do an immediate, do I? Here's here's the risk that uh, automatically pops up in my okay. head. So you have one person that you're saying, okay, that's it's okay to allow that to happen. But then you have neighbors that live next door, that live nearby that may not be appreciative of that type of activity. Yeah. Are they, is their health being affected by it? Potentially. Is their safety being affected by it? Potentially. And then if there's other people that are being uh, impacted, that are being served immediate termination notices, well, then why did you discriminate against these individuals? Right. You have to treat everybody the same. If that's the, the one lesson that I could teach is that everybody gets treated the same. You may have a, an affiliation for other tenants than you do for other ones, but everybody gets the, the, the same blanket treatment. So a housing provider, landlord or manager, or whatever the, the terminology that they're using, I, I think of a, a landlord as kind of like a smaller own 
you know, some single family homes sure. in my head. I don't know. That seems to be a negative term nowadays in the multifamily. We like to use the word you know, housing provider, but you end up could get in a situation where you have to evict to somebody off of an immediate notice that you like. Right. That, that will potentially happen to you if you are a property manager or if you're a housing provider. And it's, it, it doesn't have, it's difficult sometimes to separate the emotion from right. what the proper operations of the business and what your proper steps should be in order to avoid legal liability. You don't want to have a circumstance pop up where you let somebody slide and then a few months later you're getting hit with a, a, a lawsuit because you treated people differently. And the reason I bring that up is because it seems like we think about the immediates of a guy with a gunshot at a party or, or a guy who gets in a fight out in the common area or commits or steals something on property. Those are guys that, that it might be easier to go through in your mind this immediate you know, eviction. We've got to make sure that we cannot put emotion into this thing. Whether Correct. it's good or bad, like them, don't like them, it just has to be the same. Correct. Right, And, and that comes uh, also with other types of circumstances as well where maybe you already have a predisposition to not like a particular right. tenant as well. Sometimes property managers will end up having interactions with tenants that aren't always friendly, where there's a dispute about the amount of rent that's owed. Maybe uh, a repair isn't being done as timely as they want. Sometimes tenants get heated in that circumstance. So then the old tenants would, might come to the front office and they might make comments or use foul language. Um, you know, does that amount to an immediate termination? The question I always ask is, did you call the police? Was the interaction with the tenant so severe? Were you worried about your safety? Did you have to call the police? That's usually my dividing line and whether or not you should serve an immediate termination notice or whether or not it should be some different type of notice. And oftentimes, um, as an investigator and a process server myself, um, a lot of that comes with a police report, which protects you. It also comes with an order of protection or injunction prohibiting harassment if it gets really bad. Right. And uh, depending on the severity of it and uh, the property manager lives on site, uh, I'll often recommend that I'll meet them down with the, at the courthouse and then we'll file a separate action for an injunction against workplace harassment to avoid uh, the problem of the tenant coming into the office and creating more disturbances and also to protect the safety of the people that are working uh, at the community. What are some of the, the problems you have in court proving that this you know, constitutes an immediate versus maybe uh, a 10-day or a five-day health and safety? What What is it that you really need to have to make it an immediate? Uh, what I always uh, say is that, uh, one, if the police have been involved, that uh, gets you part of the way. The other part is to making sure that you have witnesses or the person who is the victim there. That builds you the strongest possible case. Because if you didn't call the police and if you uh, don't have the person that was personally affected by it, then my position is that, well, then that then they're not taking it as seriously as it really was or right. they're misinterpreting it. Sometimes it's people are afraid to come in because they worry about retaliation. Like if I come in, if I testify, testify against this person and the judge right. doesn't grant the immediate termination, is this person going to do something? Else? Which is a legitimate concern. Yeah. And we try to do whatever we can to make the community members feel as though if you have this concern, you should go forward and address it. Perfect. Thank you. Um, What makes so in a, in a in a in a non-payment of rent? I know I have five days to cure or pay rent, and then we can file into the court. But tell me, take me through a little bit about like the process of an immediate. I mean, is it take long, short, quick? Well, so th 
falling back to the Arizona Residential Landlord Tenant Act, <clears throat> the, there is an argument to be made that you can simply file the immediate termination notice along with the summons and complaint. Sometimes we'll end up filing the or sending the immediate termination notice, waiting a few days, see if they voluntarily vacate, and then file the immediate termination notice. So you can choose either of those two paths depending on the circumstance, depending on the severity. Um, you know, if there's a circumstance where it's gunshots, where somebody was uh, injured, then you're probably going to want to just serve it with a complaint. Okay. And then their court date is usually how, how far out in Arizona? Well, once the summons and complaint uh, has been filed and served, it has to be served at least two days prior to the hearing. So usually what I tell property managers is that give it a week. That's when the, okay. the, That's when you'll end up being in court. That's when you'll have to tell all the people that were affected by this to be at court by. Because if you get too quick of a court date, then you can't get proper service done. Then, Correct. Then you end up going to wait a longer time. So Correct. be a little patient here, even though we know that, you know, the emotions are high. Right. Let's do it right. But you could have somebody probably out within a week on an immediate Correct. Termination. And that's one of the frustrating, frustrating parts. If there is something severe that has happened, you want to, people hear immediate and then they're like, oh, I can be in court next day. Well, no, you still have to go through the same procedures of filing and serving the summons complaint the way that you would, even if it's a uh, five-day non-payment of rent case. Okay, and then a, a lot of times in these immediates, um, if it do, does include criminal activity that was heinous enough to be arrested and off into jail, right? How how do you guys handle that situation? It gets a little bit more difficult. Well, I I try to look at it uh, and treat all of them the same way, even though, right. as you pointed out, you can't really look at it that way. Um, if the person has been hauled off and taken to jail, uh, it's possible that they're not even out of the haven't been released on bail yet, and right. they may not even know that the eviction is going forward or is taking place. Um, in that circumstance, again, we rely on the property managers to give notification to other tenants that might be affected by this or other occupants or guests so that everybody can feel comfortable that their health, that their safety is being protected by the landlord. Right. And then eventually we go to the court, we get judgment, and does the writ process speed up a little bit? Yes. Uh, on a non-payment of rent case, the, the writ issues five days after the entry of judgment. However, if it's an immediate termination, it's 12 to 24 hours later. So if you get the judgment on a Monday, on Tuesday, that's when the writ is available. And typically the constables in the circumstance of an immediate right. are better about put, prioritizing those and getting those knocked out first before going after non-payment of rent cases and serving those writs. I'm grateful for state legislatures in that in the Arizona Residential Landlord-Tenant Act that realized that there are certain situations that need to be immediately addressed. It actually, I don't know we could do it any quicker any other way. Yeah, and not having that function or that ability uh, would create a, a lot of chaos for communities. I can't imagine living next to a person for an extended period of time where I was going to be worried that, you know, gunshots might come through the wall. If it's, we're talking about one week, well, that's doable. But in right. some states, this process takes significantly longer. And I think you make a great point because really you guys are in the process of helping, you know, residents, helping managers, helping property management companies just create a safe environment. That's right. really what you're doing. You're not really taking out someone you know, and, and evicting somebody because you want to, you're trying to keep the integrity and safety. So my kids can go down to the park in the, in the community and play. And I'm not worried about a dangerous dog off a leash. I'm not worried about gang activity. I'm not worried about, you know, so, so I, I think you get a lot of credit. 
okay. because you help keep the, those safe. You know, the, the property managers are charged with making sure that the community feels as though it's a safe place for everybody to be in. And if you don't feel that way in your community, then you know, luckily we have this uh, this to be able to do it. Because another instance that oftentimes happens as well is like there's some type of fighting going on, gang fighting. You know, that's another perfect immediate circumstance as well. Do you want to live in a community that has that type of behavior going on? I don't, and most people don't. So that mechanism is there, fortunately, to address that. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to really educate us on the immediate notice and the immediate eviction process. I think it really helps, you know, if you're new in this industry to understand there are certain situations where, you know, emotions are high and you need to get this figured out quickly. And I think you've really laid out how we could actually help keep our community safe by using the immediate notice when we need to. Absolutely. I'm happy to help. Perfect. Well, we appreciate that. We appreciate any um, information that you can give us to help us train and please come back. And we love it when you're here at the Zona Law podcast. And until next time, thank you.